I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. So today we're talking about season one, episode 17, which is called Let the Right One In, which means we are officially five episodes from the end of season one. And it's ramping up. I don't know what the finale is going to be. So much is happening. It's just, it's a lot to take in. I'm still reeling from this episode. It was a little bit emotional in an unexpected way. It brought up some old, some old wounds and reopened them. I didn't think I was going to cry in this episode, and I did. So as always, I'll read the quick synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. When Stefan and Damon make a dangerous new enemy, Stefan suddenly finds himself in a perilous situation. Damon and Elena try to convince Alaric to work with them to help Stefan. Matt is hopeful that his mom, Kelly, may be back to stay. After her car breaks down in a storm, Caroline makes a horrific discovery that shocks everyone in town. I mean, you originally thought that horrific discovery was going to be Caroline finding out about vampires. Yeah, because the synopsis on Netflix just said, like, Caroline makes a frightening discovery. And I was like, well, she's going to see something about these vampires. I would like when her car broke down, I was like, she's got to be near the vampire house. And I was not ready for what the discovery was. (laughs) But that's upcoming. We start the episode on a dark and stormy night, Gilbert House, where Elena is asleep. With her little cami that matches her blanket. (laughs) Yeah, she's always in her little cami. The storm like blows her window open. And so she gets up, she closes the window. We're setting the stage for an episode that is mostly surrounding this storm. Yeah, a lot of wind, a lot of rain, a lot of darkness. A lot of drama. Meanwhile, across the Gilbert house in Jeremy's room, Anna is still there. Anna's talking about how she likes storms. They're joking about being vampires. And this is the aftermath of Jeremy asking Anna to turn him. Yeah, she's kind of razzing him about vampires. He's like, oh, do all vampires like storms? And she's like, that's stupid. Yeah, she's basically (laughs) like, I'm not going to turn you, but thank you for the suggestion. She says, I'm not going to turn someone who learned everything he knows about vampires from Netflix. I'm going to say that felt like a direct attack to me, which I thought was rude. I know she didn't mean it to be hurtful to me, (laughs) but like... So, so, so does that mean I'm not going to become a vampire? Like, is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Do all vampires think that is the fact that we have this podcast just to guarantee I'm never going to be turned into a vampire? Yeah. I was like, maybe the vampires will be like, oh, they seem fun. And they're clearly like down with the cause. So maybe, but maybe they're like, oh my God, these girls are fucking crazy. They only learned about vampires on Netflix, which I'll, I'll correct. I I learned it from books, Twilight, Twilight, but, but a book nonetheless. A book nonetheless. Also, <laughs> you know, not to nitpick Anna's logic here, but he didn't learn everything he knows about vampires from Netflix. He learned it from her. And on a message board. <laughs> yeah. He actually hasn't seen any Netflix. Well, I guess in this world, in the universe of the Vampire Diaries, Twilight, I think, exists because they reference it. Yeah. And so it stands to reason that True Blood would also exist. Is Jeremy watching True Blood? I'm sure he is. That seems like his kind of thing. I don't think he would watch Twilight because he's like, that's too much about the romance. I think he went with Elena to see Twilight. Yeah, he didn't fight it. Like the parents are like, we're all going to see a movie. We're seeing Twilight. Sorry, it's a cultural phenomenon. Or maybe maybe the parents were like, no, we're not seeing Twilight. I hate vampires. And they're like, it's a movie, mom. And she's like, oh, uh, right. Yeah, I, I don't care about vampires because they're not real. Oh, yeah. Uh, vampires aren't real. That's That's the truth. But anyway... Anna asks, basically, 
well, why do you want to be turned into a vampire? And Jeremy can't answer the question. And she's like, well, let me know when you can answer the question. But the gag is he can answer the question, but he knows it's hurtful to her. Yeah, he knows if he does answer the question, she won't want to turn him. Yeah, the answer is because I miss my ex-girlfriend. And I also think he like doesn't really want to jinx it. Yeah, I think he's hoping that Vicky's a vampire and around somewhere. But I think he knows that that might not be the situation. And so I think he's kind of like, he wants to get turned and then he'll see. I think he's pretty sure that she's a vampire. I think he's convinced himself. I think he's pretty sure, but there's a part of him that's still scared to take that like final step. He thinks either she's a vampire or she's just run away somewhere. Because again, he doesn't know anything about transitions. So he thinks that she could have gotten bit and been turned. I think he's pretty sure if he's, you know, begging to be turned at this point. So then Elena comes in to check on Jeremy and she's like, hey, uh, it's a storm. Make sure you close the windows. And he's like, yeah, sure. And Anna has left because she doesn't want to deal with that whole operation. Yeah, he says, yeah, I'll close the windows as his window is wide open. And that's where Anna went, presumably. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, at the tomb house, Frederick is whittling a steak, which Pearl doesn't really clock, which maybe she should. I honestly didn't clock it was a steak either. I was like, he's so bored. He's just fucking whittling. (laughs) He still doesn't understand cell phones. And Frederick's like, hey, we're like running low on blood. You should send Anna to the hospital. And Pearl's like, yeah, that's a good point. I'll send her tomorrow. And he's like, you know, um, I would love to go with her. There's no sun. I could go outside. And Pearl's like, the sun is not my concern about not letting you out, buddy. And Pearl's like, I literally like had to discipline you like, max two days ago why would you get that little reward right now pearl's like um hell no you cannot go and he's like you know whatever upset about it she's like you know we can't focus on revenge you need to get over the salvatore thing like what is it getting you you got your girlfriend killed and nothing really was accomplished so move on with your life yeah this comes up time and time again in this show the vampires who are really focused on like personal vendettas and revenge those are the ones who do not last long yeah Because it clouds your judgment. Yeah, Pearl and Anna are very much like, I think Pearl wants revenge, but she's like, I'm not going to get revenge in like one day. It's not so sweet. Yeah, good revenge is going to be me like slowly but surely winning and like buying up half this town, essentially, I think is her plan currently. Yeah, literally taking over property and then eventually becoming the mayor or something. That's her plan. Being like, we're disbanding the Founders Council. Yeah. Like, I think that's her general plan, which is a much more like thinking long term. Frederick is like, I just want to get back at the Salvatores. And it's like, okay, and then what? Like, what is that for? Which is why you shouldn't just team up with whoever you get locked in a tomb with, okay? You need to pick your allies a little more carefully, Pearl. But yeah, I think Pearl was kind of hoping that she could have more control over it. And it just, it's too many volatile personalities. So again, we're just kind of sitting still for like 150 years. So I get it. Yeah, she's not very good at reading the room because honestly- She should see that Frederick's not internalizing anything she's telling him right now. Yeah, he clearly doesn't care. Yeah, so she's like, well, I'm going to go into town today. I'm going to have a little exploratory visit to see who's on Vervain. She's like, all the major players are the same. Lockwoods, Forbes, Fells, etc. And Frederick's like, "Uh, great, that makes it easy. Let's just kill them all. And she's like, "Um, again... She's like, you're literally missing. Yeah, she's like, I can't reiterate it enough. We're not here for revenge. We have to be patient. And then she just leaves. Like, as if she's gotten through to him. Like, do you think this is really the day to make this trip? Not for nothing. She could have made this trip when it was sunny and they couldn't leave. Well, that's that's the thing. She doesn't think that they're not listening to her. That's true. Yeah. 
that she's like, okay, that works. Even though he's sitting right there whittling a steak. Why do you think he's whittling a steak, Pearl? What could he possibly use that for, you know? So she <laughs> leaves and she's like, wow, I really nailed it. And Frederick's friends come in and he's like, you heard her. No revenge. Wink. He he he. And he's obviously being sarcastic because he's like brandishing his steak as he's saying it. And clearly they're all on the same page. I don't know how Pearl's not aware of this. Yeah, they're not feeling like they want to follow Pearl because, again, they all want revenge. Well, and also Pearl's telling them all to stay in the house and then going into town every day. And I get that that's her plan, but you're not inspiring much obedience if you don't follow your own rules. Yeah. Just send Anna into town who's already there, but whatever. And then as we're doing our tour of all the houses, we pop over to the Salvatore house where Stefan, Damon, and Elena are checking in in the morning. Elena's got a cute little micro vest on, very of the moment. Exactly. Damon's boarding up the window that Frederick broke. And Damon's like, so let's just go over there and kill Frederick. I mean, he doesn't know his name's Frederick, but he's like, let's go kill that guy who, you know, jumped us. And Stefan's like, um, yeah, that's a house full of vampires. That's not going to end well for us. You know, Elena's all upset that Damon made a deal with Pearl. And he's like, yeah, I didn't really have a choice. Also, she's going to help me find Catherine. And he's like, and you know, Pearl's scary. Yeah. (laughs) And Elena says, well, Damon gets what he wants again, which I guess Damon did get what he wanted in the fact that they opened the tomb, but he didn't get what he wanted from the tomb. So it's not like Damon's been like on a hot streak of winning. Yeah, the tomb opening really backfired on him in a big way. And, you know, she says this because all of their plans are like, well, we have to work with Damon. I guess we have to help him. None of the plans work well for him in the end. Yeah, But I mean, Elena's mad at Damon in general because he turned her mom. He's a psychopath. It's the same old song. And Stefan's like, this isn't really productive. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, and also um, there's a little too much chemistry in this conversation. Yeah. He's like, oh, the sparks are flying when you two are fighting. So let's wrap this up. Let me uh, put that out right now. He's like, I'm not about to become a Delana shipper. (laughs) And so Damon leaves, Elena hugs Stefan and she's like, oh, he makes me cranky. And he's like, he makes everyone cranky. They're basically like, we need to take care of this. And Stefan's like, Elena, you stay inside. Like, this is not your business. We're going to take care of it. You stay safe. She's like, oh, whatever, but fine. She's like, I don't want to. And it's like, girl, what help do you think you can provide? Exactly. She she thinks quite highly of herself. She's like, oh, I can stake a vampire. It's like, I actually don't know if you can, but we'll see. Yeah. No offense. Like, she's doing her best. I mean, she's new to it. She's doing well, but, like, of all the people that are going to go in, like, she's the easiest to kill and, like, into a house of vampires. I think they're going to want that blood. Yeah, she's not very muscly. I mean, if I'm Elena, I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys go fix that. Call me when when you're good. Yeah, I'll check in with you guys later. Then we go over to the grill where Anna and Jeremy are still chatting about how he wants to be turned into a vampire. He's like, you got to turn me. And she's like, oh, my God, we're back to that. First of all, we never left it. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, you're not ready because you don't understand what it all entails because he's like, oh, does your mom know? So she's like, now, see, there's a perfect example. It's like, whatever, you're just getting excuses, but fine. And she's like, oh, I like that bracelet. He's like, oh, thanks. My sister got it for me. And she obviously clocks that it's a Vervain bracelet. Yeah. She's like, okay. She's like can you like not tell your sister that you're hanging out with me? And he's like, okay, whatever. He's like, I don't think she really knows who you are, but, and Anna's like, just, just don't. And Jeremy accepts it because again, he wants to be turned into a vampire. He needs to keep her on his side. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, well, you can have this bracelet. And she's like, 
Well, I mean, I don't think she really wants it, obviously, because it has Vivain. Yeah, she asked about it because she was like, does this have Vivain in it? But he was like, oh, since you like it, like you should have it. Yeah, he's like, you like it and I like you. And she's like, okay, um, you should wear it, which is a nice move to let him keep his Vivain when she could have easily taken it away from him. I think it's very telling of Anna and how much she cares about Jeremy that she was like, no, you keep the bracelet. Oh yeah, she definitely has feelings for Jeremy. Yeah, and she knows that it'll protect, you know, well, it'll stop her from compelling him. It'll stop her from compelling him, but it'll also stop, like, if her mom finds out that she's hanging out with the Gilbert, which she will shortly. <laughs> well, it won't stop her from killing him. Yeah, but she would maybe try to compel him first, although Jeremy wouldn't be smart enough to, like, get out of that. Yeah, but, I mean, a Vervain bracelet is not much in the grand scheme. Pearl could go snap his neck. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Pearl is pretty good at anti-revenge, but I do think a young Gilbert boy is the kind of thing that she would make an exception for. She's like, well, I can kill <laughs> one guy. Yeah. It's like, I can't kill Jonathan Gilbert, but I can do the next best thing. And on the other side of the grill, Matt and Caroline are talking as Matt is marrying the ketchups or whatever. Matt's like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed with my mom. I had to yell at her this morning. It's like, I'm raising a kid. And Caroline's like, I bet she deserved it, which she probably did. <laughs> Yeah, Caroline's essentially like, don't beat yourself up for that. Like, she is kind of acting like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, yeah, I'm just worried, though, that if I, like, push her too hard, that she'll just, like, run off again and not talk to me, which is, like, what Vicky's doing. It's both of their MOs. And Caroline's like, you can't control either of them. So just do what you got to do. Yep. Great advice. Smart. He's like, oh, you shouldn't be driving in the storm. And she says she has to go to her dad's boyfriend's daughter's birthday. Sure. I guess they had to go through all those family members but it was just funny yeah they just want an excuse to get her on the road yeah and he's like stay safe buckle up they kiss whatever i can't wait for them to break up if they break up we'll see i feel like it's forthcoming and i have some reasons for that that we'll get to by the end of the episode then we check in with the salvators who are chat and plan and stefan's like you know i need to build my strength up i'm gonna go into the forest get some squirrels get a little bit of blood because he's like, well, I kind of got my ass beat last night, so I need to replenish some strength. And Damon's like, okay, give my regards to the squirrels. Yeah. And then he goes into the woods and immediately runs into Frederick and friends. And they, you know, debilitate him and they kidnap him. You know, they could have just killed him right then and there and it would have cleaned some stuff up for them. But too focused on the revenge and the torture. Frederick is too emotionally involved. What Frederick should have done is literally just stake him and leave his body there. It's done. And then go get yeah. Damon. You didn't even need four of you for that. It's rainy. Take advantage of the weather. But again, he is greedy. Yeah. Then at the Gilbert house, Damon calls Elena and she declines it. But luckily, he's already at the door. Yeah. He's like, you're ignoring me. And she's like, oh, no, my phone's dead. That's why I missed all six of your calls. Yeah. So obviously, your phone's not dead. And he's like, OK, well, is Stefan here? And she's like, no. And then she starts to actually care about what Damon's talking about. And Damon's like, well, I can't reach him on his phone. So I thought he was here with you. And she's like, OK, well, where is he? And Damon's like, mm, I have a theory. <laughs> You're not going to like it. And then she tries to call him and it goes straight to voicemail. So that's when she knows, like, it's an issue. Something's up. So Damon goes immediately to the tomb house because it doesn't take a genius to realize that's where Stefan is. So Damon's like looking for Pearl. He's like, hey, Pearl, um, open the door, please. Pearl doesn't open the door because she's in town. Frederick opens the door and he's like, hey, oh, this weather's great. There's no sun in the sky. And Damon's like, OK, uh, you got my brother or what? And Frederick yeah. <laughs> does parade him out, does a little torturing in front of Damon to just like show exactly what he's doing. He's like, you know, desiccating in the tomb was really painful. So I'm going to give your brother a taste of that. 
And Damon is like visibly hurt watching this happen to Stefan. He definitely wants to save Stefan. It's a lot of care you're seeing in those eyes. They're brothers. They're brothers. He wants to save his brother. Frederick calls Mrs. Gibbons over and he's like, hey, uh, never let this guy in here. And she said, cool deal. She said, sounds good. And Frederick basically tells Damon, like, I blame Catherine's infatuation with you two for being in the tomb. So I'm going to kill you both. Which, okay, so you're like mad that they're hot? Like, maybe go hunt down Catherine, buddy. I know, but unfortunately, Stefan and Damon are the ones in Mystic Falls. And we don't know where Catherine is, if she's anywhere. So they're the targets that he can access. He's making a lot of choices here that aren't going to end well for him, but... We all saw that coming. Pearl saw that coming. But we can all see that from the outside. Frederick's in it. He can't help it. Yeah, he's just seeing red. Then Damon goes back over to the car where Elena is waiting patiently. And she's like, um, hey, where's <laughs> Stefan? Thought you were getting Stefan. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, so they do have him, but I can't go in. And Elena's like, well, I can go in. And Damon's like, no, that's not obviously going to work because they're going to kill you. And so she's like kind of trying to push past him. And he eventually stops her by like cupping her face very romantically. Very cute. Delana stands we eating tonight. Yeah, Delana stands we are eating. Mmm, yummy. And Damon's like, we need a plan. So while they formulate their plan, we see exactly what Stefan has gotten himself into in the basement of the tomb house. They have soaked ropes in vervain to tie him up. Pretty efficient. Smart move. Then they also have a little dropper to drop some vervain in Stefan's eyes, which is, I imagine, quite painful. It steams a little. Yeah. Owie. This brings in Harper and he's like, hey, this isn't right. Yeah, Harper's like, this is a little much. Yeah. And Frederick's <laughs> like, um, he killed Bethann, which first of all, Frederick, Run it back. Now, why did he kill Bethann? Now, where was Bethann when she got killed? Oh, in their house? And why was Bethann in their house? Oh, she was attacking them. Because you told her to. Yeah, I hate to say she was asking for it, but she wasn't not asking for it. If I break into someone's house and start fighting them and I get killed, I mean, I can't be that shocked by that situation. To be fair, it was self-defense. And Frederick's like, you know, Pearl says we're not here for revenge. I think that's exactly what we're here for. Again, Pearl has to get these people on the same page and she can't do it running about in town. Well, and because Pearl's not here for revenge, but that doesn't mean everyone else isn't. Yeah, she really doesn't have them as solidified as she should before going into town for like the whole day. Yeah, and Frederick says like Pearl's no longer in charge, which is easy because it seems like most of the people who live in this house are team Frederick. Which begs the question, you know, how did Pearl get in charge? She was just alive first. She was the first one out. So she found the house. She set up this thing. Yeah. And she got them all set up with like assimilating into society. So to be fair, she has done a lot of the work, but I think she overestimated how much they would appreciate that. Yeah, I think they're assimilated and they're like, they're good on that now. Yeah, now they're like, we don't know you anything. We would have figured this out, which they probably would have. So they tie Harper up too, and they're torturing him, but a little less actively. Yeah, he's not really the, the main concern at the moment. Yeah, but they don't want him to go find Pearl and snitch, which he's, he would. Yeah, they're like, okay, well, you're just being annoying and kind of like slowing us down. So sit right here and, and stop that. Now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. So then we pop over to Mystic Falls High. Alaric is walking around and Damon shows up and they see each other and it's like, oh. And Alaric's like, ugh. Alaric's like, here we go again. And Damon's like, hi, uh, you look alive. And Alaric's like, yeah, so you can't hurt me. And Damon's like, actually, I can hurt you. Let's not get crazy. I just can't permanently kill you, evidently. I forgot that this was the first time that he saw him after he thought he killed him. Yeah. So Elena sees the tension rising in this little argument. She's like, hey. She's like, hey, Mr. Saltzman. 
And he's like, what the fuck is Elena doing here? So they relocate over to Alaric's classroom and Elena's like, so Stefan told me about your ring, so we need your help. And Alaric's pretty antagonistic to Damon. And following that, he's basically like, Stefan's not my problem. You know, Elena's like, it's Stefan. And Alaric's like, I've met Stefan like twice. And one time he was like torturing me. Yeah, Alaric's like, it's Stefan is not a justification that is going to pull me out. He's like, that doesn't really mean anything to me. So Damon's like, well, the woman who's running things over at that house can give you information on your wife, which if you really sit down and think about it as an audience member, you're like, how would she know anything about Isabel? But Alaric doesn't have all the information we have. And Alaric's kind of desperate for answers about Isabel. So he's like, fine. I kind of assumed that like any vampire who's been around for a while, like could make some guesses of where someone ended up or like, I think she could help. I don't think Pearl has ever like offered that up. Yeah, obviously. Especially because she offered to find Catherine and Damon was like, no. And she's like, okay, well, I was just being nice. You're going to do this anyway. And then Damon's like, well, she's going to help me find Catherine. It's like, uh, you said no to that, buddy. But at least Pearl knew Catherine. Pearl doesn't know Isabel. I somehow have it in my head that like Catherine and Isabel are hanging out with each other. What makes you say that? I don't know. They just, they're just two characters we've heard of. They're kind of cut from the same cloth, it seems. In what way? Uh, it seems that, you know, Catherine is kind of this like mega bitch is kind of what we know her as. And Isabel, I don't want to say Isabel's a huge bitch, but like she did like fake her death and leave her husband. So that says something about Isabel's character. Well, sleeping with at least one vampire. I'm probably more. I'm just going to throw that out. No shade. You think she was nursing a couple leads to be turned into a vampire? Yeah, I think she was nursing a couple leads. I think she wanted to turn into a vampire and she didn't know for sure it was going to work out. And so that kind of is vibing with Catherine. I don't know where they would have met, but I feel like they're like two hot girls who like like to mess around, pull some puppet strings. Uh, I think they'd have some fun together. So I don't know. That might be just me projecting. I, I think that's a little world I've built in my head that is not fully related to anything. I don't know why I'm convinced they're together, but I, I think they are. Or they at least know each other by now. So your assumption is that Pearl could have found Isabel if she really wanted to. Yeah, I think if she really wanted to, she could. I yeah. think if Damon really wanted to, he probably could. It would just maybe take him longer. Well, I mean, at the time in this episode, too, we kind of accept it as what Damon is saying is like, oh, yeah, he someone could probably find Isabel, even though if you take a step back and really think about it, it's like, why would Pearl have any idea anything about Isabel? And I think Alaric, like, doesn't want all these vampires out. So if this line hadn't worked, he probably could have convinced him either way. Plus, Alaric's like a vampire hunter. I think he wants a little bit of thrill. He hasn't killed that many vampires. Yeah, I think he's kind of looking for some drama. And clearly, he's, like, not going to be killing Damon anytime soon. I think he's kind of dealing with that realization. So I think he's like, "Eh, yeah, I I could do something. I'm kind of bored teaching high school. I underestimated how stupid this job was. Well, now that I know everything about vampires, being a history teacher seems pretty lame. Especially because I can't even talk about vampires in my class. So then we go over to the grill and check in with Jeremy and Anna. We're still talking about being turned. And he's like, I know why you should turn me now. So I have that answer. He's like, I've been thinking for 15 minutes and this is the best I could come up with. And she said, great, I would love to hear it. And he's basically like, I feel empty inside. I'm depressed. I don't have anything else, which not a reason to be a vampire. Go see a psychiatrist, Jer. Yeah. And also being a vampire won't necessarily solve those things. You'll actually feel them even more deeply. Yeah. He says, I don't have anything. And it's like, well, you'll have even less 
when your compulsion is undone, you remember Vicky's dead, although, you know, it kind of is a zero-sum game by the end of the app. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, he's convinced. She still says no. Anna still is like, no, I'm not going to turn you. But you can tell she's softened to it a little bit. You can tell he's making headway. And she's basically like, do you even know why we turn people into vampires? She's like, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, we need henchmen. Like, we need someone to do our dirty work. She's like, that's my favorite. That is my go-to. That is my choice du jour, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, or we do it for revenge. Or we do it for boredom, which doesn't work out well, which we remember Vicky was a boredom turn and that didn't yeah. work out well. So that tracks. Yeah, we all know how that went. And then she says, also, there's the obvious one that like you just want to be with someone. So it's love. And she's like, and you don't fit any of those categories yet. Well, after she says the love thing, they kind of look at each other back and forth a little. And Jeremy's like, have I convinced her of that enough? Have I kept the Vicky talk to a minimum. And then she's like, and you don't fit any of those yet. And he's like, oh, okay. But the door's open because- But she said yet. Because she said yet. <laughs> so he's like, okay, so obviously that's the avenue I'm going to try to go down is the love one. Yeah. He's like, now that I know the categories that I have to fit into, that's the one I'm closest to. So I'm going to keep going down that. The foundation he's built goes best with the love one. So that's the one he's going to pursue. Yeah. It's his easiest avenue. And then Pearl enters. So Anna's like, okay, got to go. And she sends him a text that's basically like, oh, my mom's here. Like, I can't talk to you anymore. Pearl is like, oh, who's that guy? And she's like, oh, it's a friend from the library. No big deal. Anyway, I got a bunch of blood from the hospital. I was in and out. Great news. Yeah, like they were understaffed because of the storm. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Okay. They're like, okay, let's head on out. They were presumably about to go back to the tomb house. But then in walks Mayor Lockwood. And he's like, oh, you guys aren't going to drive in that, are you? And they're like, we're going to manage, whatever. They're like, we'll be fine. They're like, first of all, we don't drive. We literally run home, but thanks. And then the hostess comes in. She's like, oh, Mayor Lockwood, here's your table. And Pearl says, oh, you're Mayor Lockwood? Pearl says, uh, excuse me? She says, actually, I think we will stay for lunch. Mayor Lockwood's like, oh, great. Like, hi, I'm the mayor. My name's Mayor Lockwood. And this is my son, Tyler. And Pearl's like, oh, this is me and my daughter, Annabelle. We're new to town. And they're like, oh, let's have lunch. And immediately Tyler's like, can you be more creepy? And he's like, oh, grow up. Elections are coming up. She's a rich constituent. And Tyler's like, you can tell that by looking at her ass. Which Pearl can, of course, see. And Pearl's like, I'll take advantage of any of these founding families, baby. I know my power. And Tyler's like, I'm going to go play pool. Yeah, he's like, I'm not sitting here for this lunch. And Anna also doesn't sit there for the lunch. She goes to play darts. We'll learn later. So it's really just a Pearl Mary Lockwood lunch. Which good for Pearl. She's getting her getting her moves in. Yeah. If Frederick would just be a little patient. But he can't. And then back at the high school, Alaric and Damon and Elena are kind of getting their plan together. They're reviewing the weapons they have. Vervain tranquilizers, the like little steak compressed air gun he made. Great stuff. You know, Elena picks up a little dart and they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, I'm obviously coming. And they're like, no, you're not. They're like, why would you come? And Damon's like, you know what? I'm going to go in solo. You can drive the getaway car. And she's like, no, I have to help Stefan. I have to help Stefan. And he's like, I don't know how many vampires there are. I'm going to be a little preoccupied and you will get killed very fast. I do not have the energy to go in and get Stefan and also protect you. So no, you're waiting in the car. Very, very good points. And Elena should be like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And he said, if you don't listen to me, this will be a bloodbath that none of us survive, not even Stefan. And they're in a little argument. The Sparks are flying and Alaric is shipping. <laughs> the camera like focuses on Alaric and he's like, damn. There is some heat here. And you're dating the other one? He is like, I do not see this between Stefan and Elena. He's like, okay, you guys aren't dating? Yeah. Oh, you're dating his brother. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Alaric's a Delena stan. We know that. Even though he hates Damon and even though Damon killed Elena's birth mother, he's like, those two are good together. He's like, oh, these do have some heat. 
He's like, I would love to see these two kiss. Get in line, buddy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Stefan wants to see him kiss. Jesus. The chemistry is there. And then back over at the grill, Caroline is giving Matt a call that she's like, hey, the storm washed out Route 5. I'm heading back on like some backwood road to hell. Seems like she's literally driving through the woods. <laughs> yeah. And Matt's like, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking while you drive. And she says, I know, right? <laughs> anyway, I love her. <laughs> the phone service starts breaking up. So they hang up and then she like immediately gets stuck in the mud with no service. And she's just kind of like, OK, guess I'm here. Yeah, I guess I'm going to sit here for a bit. And then we go over to the tomb house where the plan is beginning. Alaric knocks on the door where he is playing the quintessential like doofy human guy, which is exactly the role he needs to play. He is acting. He is shivering. He's like, oh, my God, my, my car just broke down. He's like, this is the first house I see. I've seen. Can I use your phone? And Frederick is so stuck in 1864 emotionally. He doesn't even bother to ask if he's got a cell phone. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I know. I, Frederick's like, oh, yeah, of course you need a phone. He, I guess to be fair to Frederick, he probably just learned what a phone is. Yeah, I was going to say he didn't know what a phone was in 1860. Imagine if, yeah. if he came a little sooner and he was like, what's a phone? He's like, I'm sorry, my phone? What is that? What's a phone? <laughs> He's like, it's the thing where you call people. Is it call people? Do you mean horse? <laughs> we don't have any horses here. And he's like, no, I want to use your phone. <laughs> Yeah, but the point is, is like Frederick isn't like, oh, do you have a cell phone? Frederick sees a meal. OK, he's he's got a one track mind. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. You can come in. Uh, he's like, hey, Billy, lead him to the kitchen. OK, and get me something to drink. Wink, wink. And Billy's like, I got it. I got it. So he goes into the kitchen and he's like, hey, Miss Gibbons, can you show this guy where the phone is? And she points to him. Alaric unsheaths his steak. Billy tries to do a sneak attack. Alaric stakes him. And then he turns the water on and the blender. He's like, we are clearing this up right now. Yeah, he said, no one's listening to this. Then he opens the back door where Damon is waiting. And he said, hey, uh, you're going to have to let my friend in. And Miss Gibbons is like, uh, I've been specifically told not to let that guy in. She's like, I'm actually not allowed to let him in. Damon's like, get her outside. I'll like compel her, you know. But instead, Damon is like, hey, so do you have any husband, kids, anyone who's this? She's like, no, it's just me. And he says, great. Snaps her neck. And Alaric's like, oh, what the hell? He's like, you said you were going to compel her. And Damon's like, it literally doesn't work that way. Yeah, he's like, it is what it is. It's done. Alaric's like, she's human. And Damon's like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> I needed to get in this house. Get over it. He's like, okay, go ahead and go back to the car and I'll take care of this. And Alaric leaves. And then we check in with Elena, who is presently in the car. She looks at the Ravain dart and she's just like, obviously thinking about leaving. And we in the audience are like, mama, sit still. Babe, 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 sit, the babe, sit in the car. And when we leave her, she is sitting still. But for approximately five more seconds, it seems. Yeah. And then we go back over to the grill where Pearl and the mayor are having their little lunch. And she's like, so your family owns a lot of property, huh? And he said, yeah, actually, we have ever since the town was formed. And she's like, well, you got a lot more in 1864. And he said, you know your history. She said, yeah, you took my fucking apothecary. She said, yeah, you're a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, history is a passion of mine. Tee -hee -hee. She's turning on the charm. And we check in with Tyler and Matt. And Matt's like, who the hell is that? And Tyler's like, it's not my fucking mom. Yeah, Tyler's none too pleased. Yeah, Tyler is not happy to see that. Meanwhile, Jeremy is watching Anna throw darts. He starts to go up to her and she's like, hey, no, we're a secret. She texts him and he's like, I'm bored. I'm bored. And she's like, suck it up. And he's like, turn me and I will. He, 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 I'm a jokester. 
And she's kind of like, he, he, he. It feels a little flirty to her. I think. Yeah, she's definitely charmed by it. And even though they are texting and keeping their distance, they're obviously like making eyes at each other and flirting, which Pearl smartly clocks. Yeah, Pearl does notice. And she says, hey, Mayor, who's that kid over there? And he says, oh, that's Jeremy Gilbert. And she says, interesting. She says, Gilbert. She says, fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) And then back at the tomb house, Frederick notices that Billy's taking a while to kill Alaric and bring him a drink. So Frederick sends another vampire back there to go check on him. And as soon as the vampire comes in, Damon comes out of a closet and stakes him. So that's great. And then Damon starts making his move into the house even more since he's bought himself a little bit more time. And Alaric goes back over to the car because that's how the plan was supposed to work out. And he gets there and he sees that Elena is gone. And he says, damn it. He's like, I have to go all the way back through these fucking woods. I got to go on this other hike. (laughs) He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. So then we check in with Elena, who is at the house with one Vervain dart, by the way. She didn't really think this through. Yeah, that's not her, her skill set. The power of love. But luckily, there is a entrance to the basement from outside. So the question is, did Damon even really need to be invited in? That's a good question. I bet there's like there was like a gate. I bet he would have been able to get through the yeah, gate. That's a good point. Just thinking. But it's helpful for her because she's going in. She can go in really easily. And she sees a guy, one of the vampires, like on a cell phone, hanging out, like clearly girding it. He's on an iPod. The guard is like mystified by modern technology of the iPod. So he can't hear the human coming in. He's like focused really hard on Flappy Bird. Yeah. Yeah. He's listening to music. He's got like, he's like, wow, I'm really into Death Cab or whatever. He's like, they didn't make music like this in 1864. He like just discovered dubstep. Yeah. He's like, this EDM stuff is cool. It's like, it's crazy. They're making this music with computers. And I didn't even know what computers were until like last week. Yeah. He's like, I'm learning a lot. So Elena kind of starts to sneak in. But then, of course, maybe he smells the blood or maybe he's just smart. He kind of sees her and he's like planning his attack to her. But then Damon comes out and kills him, which is useful for Elena. And then Damon turns to her and he's like, are you insane? He's like, what the fuck are you doing in this house? He's like, I could not have made it more clear to not come to this house. He's like, I gave you like seven reasons. (laughs) Yeah, she's not she's not a good listener. She's a little selfish in that way. She makes her own decisions. I mean, that's what you do when you're the main character. And then meanwhile, we check back in with Caroline in the woods, who has been staying in the car. And it, it got dark. It's very vibey that she was like, okay, well, I'll just wait till the rain ends. I'm Like, I'm not venturing out into this storm. I'll just hang out in here and play some music. Yeah, it's now nightfall, but she's gotten a little bored. So she's like, I guess I'm going to try to find some service. And the rain has seemingly let up a bit or I, for whatever reason, she's like, I can go out and check for service now. Yeah. Or she's just like, I've been waiting too long. This clearly is about as good as it's going to get. Yeah. So she holds her phone up, she tries to get service, and she starts to get a little bit, but then she trips down a hill, which is a little scary. Yeah, slides right down all those wet leaves, yeah. Yeah, so she starts, like, trying to climb back up from whence she came, and she grabs what she thinks is a branch to help her get up, and it is not, it is a human hand. Or a vampire hand. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's it's a vampire hand. We don't know who this body is yet. At this point, did you think maybe it was Vicky, or did you think it was another body? I thought they just stumbled upon like where the tomb vampires were burying people. Oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't know when I first watched it, if it was Vicky right away. Yeah. I assumed honestly that she just like found a bunch of dead bodies. Cause you know, there are a ton of vampires or like Logan's little mass grave. Like 
I honestly thought she found like three bodies. It could have been any body, honestly. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily, I was like, what if it's Vicky? But I was like, that's crazy. You didn't connect to Vicky right away. It's been a while. I was like, well, maybe Vicky's decomposed. Like, I don't really know how the steak death affects decomposition. Yeah. It's a biology question that just it doesn't need to be answered. It's not important. Yeah. But so I was like, well, there's a lot of skin left on it. It's been a while, maybe not Vicky, but it's also been under leaves. I was going through a lot of thoughts. I was thinking it was just random dead bodies. Which fair. And then we go back over to the grill where Anna's in the bathroom and Pearl comes in and she's like, Jeremy Gilbert. And Anna's like, okay, um, I've been on my own for a long time. I can make my own decisions. He's my friend. So back off. And Pearl's basically like, yeah, his family hates vampires. So you know what? If he finds out you're a vampire, you're screwed. And she's like, guess what? He already knows and he likes it. So, and you know, I think Pearl is rightfully angry at the Gilberts because it is very much Jonathan Gilbert's fault. She didn't get away. Yeah. All of the tomb vampires have one person they blame more than the others. Frederick happens to blame the Salvatores. Pearl happens to blame the Gilberts. Because I think Pearl was going to get away until Jonathan Gilbert came up and was like, isn't this fun? Yeah. With the compass. So I think she's rightfully angry, but she's kind of projecting her experience with Jonathan onto Jeremy, Mm -hmm. which is fair. Which that's what all these tomb vampires are doing. They're projecting. Yeah, that's the issue with having founding families that have lasted this long is unfortunately, you know exactly who your ancestors were and your ancestors made a lot of enemies with the wrong creature. Exactly. So Pearl slaps Anna across the face, which is not the most mature way to solve this conflict, but I get why she did it. Yeah. And so they start to leave the grill and Anna sends Jeremy a text message that she will turn him. And Tyler kind of sees this go down, like he's clocking them, like kind of looking at each other, but like looking at each other and texting each other. Yeah, but he doesn't. I mean, I don't think he knows that. Like he doesn't know that, what they're texting about, but he's just clocking the relationships in the town. He's keeping a watchful eye. Yeah, I mean, he's sick of his dad. He's like, I might as well sit here and see what's going on. He doesn't have that many friends, it seems, which I don't really know why. Tyler's only friend is Matt and Matt's not been like the best friend to him because he's too busy gaslighting Caroline. He's gaslighting Caroline and thinking he's better than Tyler. And Tyler's like, okay, I'm going to go play pool. Yeah, Tyler's dad doesn't even want to hang out with him. I want to give him a little hug. If I moved to Mystic Falls, I would never leave Tyler alone. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, can you fucking back up? I'd be like, we're falling in love. And he'd be like, I don't actually think we are, but thanks for checking in. It's friends to lovers, Tyler. Yeah, I'd be like, and he'd, and he'd be, be like, like we're, we're not even friends. friends. He'd be like, we're not friends. I'm like, okay, then it's enemies to lovers. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm willing to adjust, Tyler. <laughs> hey, w- let's fake date. <laughs> He's like, why should we fake date? I'm like, just uh, so people think we're dating. He's like, I don't want people to think we're dating. Because it doesn't seem like you're ready for real dating yet. And if we fake date, I think you'll warm up to the idea. Yeah, he's like, please leave me alone. I'm watching Jeremy text that girl I don't know. He's like, I literally am about to turn into a werewolf. (laughs) Now's not the time. (laughs) We haven't touched on that since the moonshot. And I just need to let him know I'm keeping my eye on him. You're still convinced Tyler's going to be a werewolf? Yeah. I guess we'll see. That's all I have to say on it. <laughs> yeah, that's our little Tyler minute. Tyler beat, like Tiger beat. <laughs> so then we check back in at the basement of the tomb house where Stefan and Harper are worse for wear. Stefan's like, hey, thanks for helping, even though, you know, it didn't really work out for either of us. <laughs> and Harper's like, they're just kind of crazy. And Stefan's like, don't I know it. But luckily, the conversation doesn't have to go any further because Elena and Damon break in. They're like, hey, we're here to save you. And Stefan's like, what is Elena doing here? <laughs> 
And Damon's like, I told him not to come, whatever, shut up. And Damon goes to untie Stefan and he's like, there's Ravain on the ropes. And Damon's like, Elena, go get that. Damon is almost about to stake Harper and Stefan's like, no, don't. And Damon's like, okay, whatever. Damon's like, whatever, that makes no difference to me. So they free Stefan and start to head out, but they also free Harper, which is really nice. And Damon's like, okay, Elena, you take Stefan to the car. I'll distract the vampires while you guys go. Yeah. And she said, great. And then back upstairs, Frederick is like, okay, where'd that other guy go with my drink? It's been like 20 minutes. Like, Frederick, how lazy are you? The only thing you have to do is whittle. Frederick is finally like suspicious enough that he's like, he's like, it's really quiet in here. (laughs) These new vampires are like so obsessed with the fact that they can listen to music. They are letting it play all the time. iPod guy, (laughs) Frederick, Frederick's just like sitting in the corner vibing. And then he's like, wait, turn down the music. It's too quiet. Yeah, they cleared out a whole lot of these vampires. I'm curious how many are left, but. I know. So Frederick like gets up to go investigate and then a staked vampire like kind of falls at his feet and he's like, oh, interesting. And he's like, okay, spread out. Everybody go check this whole damn house. Yeah. And he sends someone to the cellar because, you know, the writing's on the wall. Then we see Elena helping Steph into the car, but he's really kind of dead weight. It's like, come on, aren't you supposed to heal? Heal. Which I know he's a little weak because he hasn't had animal blood in a couple days. So we're willing to accept that, but pick it up. It's a lot of stuff confounded on itself. But it's like, can you like step at least? I mean, at the minimum. But luckily, Damon is distracting everyone at the tomb house. He attacks Frederick. They fight. Some people pull Damon off. He's like kind of getting overpowered by the tomb house vampires. And then he kind of like turns it around on the guys he's attacking, but then someone's about to come from behind him. But then Alaric shoots the vampire and saves Damon, Oof. which is great because Alaric didn't have to come back to save Damon, but he did. And that shit was hot. Yeah, I love it. That little gun of his. Hello. And so Damon's like, well, I'm going to go after that guy. And Alaric's like, cool, cool. I'll be here. And then we check in with Stefan and Elena, who have made it to the car. And they're like, oh, thank God we're safe. And then Elena looks down and it's broken. The key's gone. The ignition's broken. And she's like, oh, shit, Stefan. And then the window breaks and Frederick grabs Stefan. He like beats him up. He gives him a little like warning stake that's not in the heart, but very painful. That's like, this is for Beth Ann. And then he like pulls it back to be like, and this is for the tomb. Again, too much showmanship. You could have had him dead. Haven't you learned enough that like, He almost got away. You found him. Just kill him right now. Then get a little snack. Yeah. He's relishing the moment a little too much, which is good for Elena because she gets him with her vervain dart. Yeah. And so he falls down and it's like, whew, okay. So he falls down. That is solved. But Stefan is like clearly a little weak. I mean, he like looks passed out. He's not gray, but he looks bad. Yeah. (laughs) He looks like he's um, having a hard time. But back at the tomb house, we see Alaric getting attacked by a vampire, fighting a vampire off. He's still fighting everyone off. Damon comes back in to check on him. And he's like, well, Frederick's gone. And Alaric and Damon are like, okay, let's head on out. And so they open the door and then they see a bunch of vampires like coming in from the woods, like surrounding them. It's very much giving Walking Dead. Exactly. <laughs> and Damon's like, hey, how many vervain darts you got left? And Alaric says, I have one. And they're like, okay. So they go back inside to kind of, I guess, like recalibrate their plan. And then we check over with everyone's least favorite family, the Donovans. Kelly made like a casserole. And Matt's like taken aback by this because it's new, but also he's excited because he's seeing her trying. She's saying, I'm trying. They have this like rare happy moment. And it's really nice that they had this, this little moment. For just a second, because 
because then immediately the doorbell rings and Caroline's there. And Matt's like, oh, hey, like, cool. I'm so happy to see my girlfriend. And then Caroline steps to the side and the sheriff is here. And he's like, hmm, interesting. And she says, hey, Matt, is your mom home? So that's um sad. We kind of start to make the connection that perhaps. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Because at first I was like, why is she here? Shouldn't she have called her sheriff mother about the dead bodies? And then the sheriff's there and it's like, oh, this is a family notification. Yeah. So then as we're starting to make the connection, we cut back over to the grill where Mayor Lockwood is getting a call and he says, okay, got it, but keep it out of the news until I get there. And he goes to Tyler and he's like, we're leaving. And Tyler's like, oh, I got half a burger left. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like flirting with some rando extra. And Mayor Lockwood's like, no, we have to go. They just found Vicky Donovan. And Jeremy like sees this again. Yeah, he's like in the background, you know, hearing this. Yeah, Mayor Lockwood said, keep it out of the news. And then he projected uh, his voice. And he said, well, they found Vicky Donovan. And Tyler's like, oh, cool. Where was she? And the mayor's like, yeah, a, the storm unearthed a grave. Yeah, because Jeremy for a second was like, oh, my God, they found Vicky. That's so exciting. I can finally get answers. And then it very quickly is like, and she's dead. Jeremy had to hear that from the mayor, which is not fun. Yeah, so Jeremy and Tyler learn at the same time that Vicky is dead. And they kind of give each other a look. Like, I think Tyler knows that this is not good for Jeremy. They know that it affects them both because they both were, you know, kind of dating her. So they both share that kind of grief together. We go back into the woods where Frederick is, you know, still passed out from the vervain dart, but he's definitely regaining his strength. So Elena's like, Stefan, you need to drink some of my blood. And it's notable because when they were walking earlier, they fell and she has a cut on her hand. Mm-hmm. So Stefan has already kind of sniffed the blood and he didn't drink any, but she was like, okay, you need to drink some blood. Like, I can't fucking handle this guy. I mean, he's laying on the ground. She probably should have just staked him while he was very weakened, but that's a lot to handle. Well, she was sitting with Stefan. Yeah, I think she was kind of hoping that Stefan would regain the strength, but obviously it's not happening that fast. Yeah. So she's like, okay, you're gonna need to drink my blood. And he's like, you need to run. Like, he doesn't want to drink her blood, obviously. Yeah. She's like, I trust you. So he drinks her blood and he drinks a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you're giving blood and you're like, did you guys forget about me? Like, can, can you take this needle out? Is this too much blood? I feel like she's getting there a little bit. Well, she definitely, I don't think, knew what it was going to feel like to have her blood drinking that much. So it's definitely a new sensation for her. I think it's also like she does trust him, but she does know he hasn't had human blood in a while. So there's probably at least a little bit of fear. Yeah, there, Well, there's a lot she doesn't know about his relationship with human blood. She doesn't really know why he hasn't had it. She just assumes that he just doesn't want it. But yeah, but that's obviously not the case. Exactly. I think that was obvious before this, but she had to convince herself. She can't really contextualize it the same way that he could because she's a human. Yeah. She literally doesn't want to drink blood. So then we go back to the tomb house, check in with Alaric and Damon as the vampires are kind of closing in on them. And Alaric's like, so she wouldn't have been able to help me with Isabel, right? You lied. And he said, yeah, I lied. And Alaric's like, okay, I kind of figured that. Here we are. Kind of gearing up for a fight. But then Pearl's like, hey, who's there? And then she comes in and they're like, hey, Pearl. Oh, there's all these fucking dead vampires around. And Pearl's like, I leave for one day. She's like, what did you do? And Damon's like, oh, what did I do? All your little friends kidnapped my brother and tortured him. So we don't have a fucking deal anymore because you can't control these people. And Pearl's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, Pearl's kind of letting it sink in because the first issue with Frederick, her confidence was kind of hit by that. She's like, oh my God, he's betraying me. And she kind of let herself believe that she had solved it. And now she's like, oh, I'm in over my head here. 
I don't think she's that sad that all these vampires are dead because they were complicating things for her. Well, I think she's sad because she knows that she failed in like making a useful home for all these vampires, but she is kind of happy to have less people to wrangle. Yeah, I think she was noticing that though it would have been nice to have everyone together, it wasn't realistic for them surviving. Yeah, she knows she failed in what she was intending to do. So that's what she's sad about. Most of these vampires were going to die at some point. And I think if they had been alive too long, Pearl would have been dead. So I think she's kind of like, I think she sees her plan unraveling. I think it's more scary for her because if she couldn't control these people, then her plan's not going to work. I think whatever her plan is of taking over the town would be easier with more vampires on her side. It's falling apart before her very eyes. So Damon and Alaric leave. They're like, this is not our problem anymore. Back in the woods, Frederick wakes up and Stefan is like playing dead. And when Frederick goes up to Stefan to stake him, Stefan attacks him and stakes him to death and then like kind of stabs him when he's dead. Keeps staking him. It's like overkill. Like we get it. You have some rage. And Elena's like, whoa, hey, you can stop that. And he like turns around and hisses at her. looks very scary. And you can tell Elena is like, oh, shit. She's like, did I make a mistake? Because that's the most vampire he's ever looked in like a monster way. Like she's seen the veins, but like the veins and the teeth and like the anger is new. Yeah, it looked like he was about to attack her. Yeah. But he comes to his senses pretty quick. He kind of calms down and he's definitely affected by the fact that he was angry at her. And then we cut over to the Salvatore house where they're like dealing with the aftermath of this. She's clearly freaked out by it, but she doesn't want him to see her be freaked out because she feels bad about it. You know, they kind of talk through it, but it seemed like I was like, this could be very much like a nail in the coffin of their relationship, because that is a new wrinkle in the vampire thing that she knew, but didn't really know. Yeah, she she's actually learning what it really entails to be dating a vampire. Yeah, the complexities and the scariness of it yeah he's like you know what you did tonight you could have been killed i'm really sorry you had to see me like that and she's like you know i feel responsible for that because i'm the one who gave you the blood i practically made you and he's like no it is what it is moving forward and she like is a little calmed by this because she knows that that's not the step and she knows and he's clearly very aware of it and freak. So they kind of come to a resolution here. Yeah, I think him being so scared of it helped her like understand that that's part of the reason he's not drinking human blood, that he's like scared of it. Yeah. I think that made it a little easier to swallow that she was so scared. So then she gets a call from Jeremy and she says, oh no. And then we cut over to the Donovan house where everyone is gathered. The sheriff, Kelly. Caroline, Jeremy, Tyler, Matt, everybody's there. They're making coffee. Kelly's crying. It's a very like sad, emotional scene where they're all like kind of mourning Vicky for the first time because none of these people knew Vicky was dead this whole time. Yeah, they kind of assumed that she ran away and would just like turn up again when she was done having like this little bender. Yeah. And this is like the worst case scenario. Exactly. Caroline brings Matt some coffee. And she says, is there anything I can do? And he's like, I just need to be alone right now, which fair enough. And then Elena shows up and he cries and they hug. Yeah, he immediately breaks down like he feels comfortable. And I think, you know, this is obviously so sad. Matt's dealing with this and it it makes sense that he's comfortable like showing that side with Elena. But I think one issue that's going to really drive a wedge in Matt and Caroline's relationship is the fact that Caroline's the one that found the body. Oh, I think that's going to be problematic. Why do you think that? 
I just think because that's going to be something really hard to get past of like this blissful ignorance of not knowing if Vicky's dead or alive. And then like knowing she's dead is going to bring up a lot of emotions. We already saw the start of that. And I think at least subconsciously, Caroline finding the body is going to be like a difficult roadblock to get past in this relationship. You think he's going to subconsciously blame Caroline? Yeah, not necessarily blame her, but like resent her a little bit for that. And I don't think like, he'll even realize that. But I think that's just one of those things. I think it's going to cause an issue. And I think Caroline will feel guilt of that too, of like, she gave him an answer, but also like, that's not something she wanted to know. How do you think that's going to manifest? I just think it's going to drive a wedge and like hurt them connecting to each other, essentially, which they already have had like issues of this connection and communication. And so I think it's just going to kind of compound all those issues until it's like, this isn't working. What's your over-under on a Matt-Caroline breakup? I think they'll be done before the season ends. Sure, fair enough. I think even if none of that were the case, dealing with this information, he's clearly not comfortable having that much emotion in front of Caroline. He's going to have to be by himself for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to be the dumper? I hope Caroline. But who do you think is going to be the dumper? Not who do you hope is going to be the dumper? Who do you think? It depends on, because I think there's a chance that Matt is like, look, I have a lot to deal with. Like, I cannot be in a relationship with someone. Or I think Caroline is like, I can't be there for you the way that you need someone there for you. I honestly think it could go either way. I think it's probably going to be Matt because I think Caroline would feel too bad dumping a guy who just found out his sister's dead. Sure. I, I just don't think Caroline would do that because she's such a little sweetheart and puts others' needs before her own, even though no one appreciates her. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Then we go over to the grill where Damon and Alaric are sitting at the bar. And Damon's like, that was fun. And he's like, we were kind of badass. He's like, you know, you're obviously still mad at me, but like, wasn't that kind of dope? Yeah. Which it was. Are you excited at the prospect of a possible Damon and Alaric friendship? Do you think that's something we're going to see? I am. I think that is something we're going to see because I think Damon is going to want people who aren't just high school students to hang out with. Yeah, they're more age-appropriate friends for sure. And I think he and Alaric make quite a team. Oh, yeah. You know, not for nothing, Damon had some sort of connection with his wife, so personality similarities are already going to be there. Sure. I think they both have a little bit of like this cool aloofness, but also like a little bit of fun and that they are both like kind of badass. And they like to drink at the bar. They're both two men who like uh, to drink. Like a nice stiff scotch. Kind of commiserate. Yeah. But Alaric's not quite there yet. Yeah, but Alaric's not, not quite ready to be friends with Damon yet. And so he punches Damon in the face, which is totally fair. Yeah, very justified. And Damon thinks so too. And everyone is like, oh my God, he just punched him. Is it okay? And Damon's like, eh, it happens. Yeah, and he just has his drink. <laughs> I mean, Damon has been punched many times in his life. And I'm sure he will be punched more. And he knows when he deserves a punch. He doesn't fight it. Like he was like, okay, yeah. He said, fair enough. He's like, I think I pushed it a little bit trying to be friends. So he's like, I'll let it go for now. But eventually, eventually we'll be friends. Damon yeah. could use some friends. He could. Then we go back over to the Gilbert house where Elena and Jeremy are getting home. And Elena's like, hey, are you okay? And Jeremy is like, I'm going to get no. some sleep. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He notably doesn't answer the question because he's obviously not okay. And it's sad for Elena because she like went through all this like stress of getting Damon to compel Jeremy and all for him to be like, well, she's been dead the whole time. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, maybe Stefan and Damon should have burned her body instead of just leaving it in a shallow grave, but- Or just leave it out in the woods so something eats it, but who am I? Oh, it was out in the woods. 
but not buried. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just sitting for someone to eat. Yeah. Although I wonder if animals like can taste the vampire and don't want it. And they're like, eh, this one sucks. This one's gray. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, they should have just burned her body. But again, hindsight is twenty twenty. So Elena's clearly upset because she's already dealt with this death and she's like, oh, fuck. Now everyone's figuring out about this. So now I have to mourn Vicky again. I know. It's very sad. And she has to see all her friends and her brother go through this. And Jeremy goes upstairs and he's crying. He tears up all these articles he's cut out about animal attacks, specifically Vicky's animal attack, all this evidence about vampires and Vicky. And Anna is there and she's like, oh, hey, you okay?" And he's like, my friend Vicky is um, is dead. And Anna smartly is like, oh, Vicky is the one you thought was a vampire, right? And he's like, yeah, as it turns out, um, she's been dead the whole time. And Anna very quickly connects the dots that she's like, oh, so you wanted to turn so you could be with her. Yeah. And that's got to hurt because I think she was warming up to the turning. She's like, I want to be with him. Yeah. She's fallen in love with him. And she's like, you know what? Maybe that could work out. And maybe he wants to turn because he's in love with me, too, because that's what he was kind of putting out there. Yeah, because obviously he saw that was his opening. Obviously, he felt bad about it. And obviously he does like Anna. But the Vicky thing was in the back of his mind. Yeah, Vicky was the goal. Yeah. And he's sorry, but of course, Anna leaves because that's hurtful. Yeah, she's like, I literally just had a fight with my mom about hanging out with you. And now I find out you're in love with someone else. And that's the only reason that you accept me being a vampire. Yeah. Because I think like Stefan, she really wanted someone who like does accept that she's a vampire in like all the ways. You know, that was a big struggle for Stefan in the beginning where he like didn't want Elena to even see any veins or do any of this. And like- you want someone to accept you. And I think Anna thought she was getting there. And now she's like, oh, it wasn't really about me at all. Yeah, I was just a means to an end. So that's got to hurt. So then we cut over to the Salvatore house where Damon comes home and he sees basically a trail of empty blood bags. And then Stefan is drinking them pretty fast. And Damon, you know, has a very like somber look on his face. What's your impression of this? So... You know, I think I had talked about at one point that Stefan's not drinking human blood because he knows once he drinks it, it's going to be hard to get away from it again. And that's clear already because Damon had said earlier, like, I got two pints of soccer mom in the fridge. Stefan drank both those. And I think he, you know, is now wrestling with the fact like, oh, my little squirrel plan isn't productive at the moment because now I made this slip. So here's my question. You've been a big... I don't want to say Stefan hater, but you've been a big Stefan hater yeah. because you think he's holier than thou for drinking squirrels. Do you still yeah. think that's why he's drinking squirrels? Because he's holier than thou? I think that's part of it. I think he... You just hate Stefan so much. I just, I don't hate Stefan, but I think that like the reason that he's showing this like addictive behavior with human blood is because he's like cutting it out of his life completely. Like I think there's a way to do it safely and he just like refuses to. I think he's scared of hurting people, sure, but like, just go get blood from the hospital. Okay, so let me offer you a parallel. Okay. Which is alcoholism. Yeah. So one could say to an alcoholic, there's a way to drink it without getting drunk. And what would an alcoholic say to that? Not for me. That's a fair point, but I don't think it's the same. Why? Because it's blood. You just, it's like, just say you hate Stefan and go. No, I, I mean, I like Damon more. Uh, that's not a secret. But let's not even take the comparison away. I just think like, 
the reason that he's acting this way is because he was like without blood for a few days and hasn't had human blood. And obviously there's some sort of power that comes from human blood more than squirrels. It's like if you are on like a very calorie restricted diet and you just get kind of used to being hungry all the time. If you're on like an unhealthy eating disorder diet, then it's like really hard to have food in a healthy way because you don't really have that good relationship with it. So I think he, I guess that I'm not saying that people with eating disorders are holier than thou, but I just think it's like, <laughs> you think he's like a victim of uh, his own diet culture. Yeah. I think he's like gone down this road of like, now it's hard to approach it in this better way. I don't know. I think that like, I think part of it too is that strength is scary to him because he has this like underlying vision of vampires as monsters. And maybe if he doesn't have that full strength, he won't become a monster. Okay. Do you think he's had that full strength before? Yeah. And I think he killed a lot of people and felt like he was a monster. Sure. I think I said this at one point. If I didn't, I'm saying it now. That footage that Elena saw from the 50s, I think he killed that uncle. Interesting. Because I think that was the last time he had human blood. I thought that was, I think that was like his rock bottom where he was like, oh shit. Interesting. So this. you think in the 1950s when he killed one person, it was his rock bottom? Well, I think he killed a bunch of people before, but then he killed his uncle and okay. that was rock bottom. I'm curious. That's interesting. That's interesting. Obviously, I know um, a little bit more about Stefan than you do. Yeah. <laughs> just I touch. just think it's interesting that you still think he's holier than thou after seeing this. I guess maybe holier than thou isn't a like really the right term but I don't think it's an incorrect term I'm right now that picture of Adam Sandler that says I disagree (laughs) I think it's not holier than now of just like specifically what blood he's eating but I think he's trying to be like a model vampire a better vampire yeah like the ideal vampire that doesn't hurt anyone like newsflash your food is blood well it's like um on Teen Wolf that Scott McCall wants to be a werewolf who doesn't kill anyone yeah, it's this whole thing. He doesn't ever want to kill anyone. A werewolf is different because they don't need to eat blood to live. Yeah, okay. Like he can just eat a bunch of raw meat. Okay, so you think the reason he's avoiding human blood is because he wants to be a good vampire? Yeah, I think it all comes down to like his and Damon's early philosophies on vampirism. I think Stefan was more affected by his dad thinking all vampires were monsters than Damon was. And because Stefan still holds all this resentment for Catherine, I think he's like, this like hatred of certain vampires in certain situations has like become this need to be like this special vampire that doesn't need to kill anyone. And so I think it's scary to lose that and come to terms with the fact that like, I think he still has not fully, fully accepted the fact that he's a vampire. So here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. In order to turn, he had to drink human blood. He knew what he was signing up for. Why do you think he did it then? I think he was really hungry. Same thing as Vicky, like- He didn't realize there was an option to not be a vampire. Either that or he knew the option and got really hungry and like ran into some blood or he didn't want to leave Damon. Interesting. He didn't want to die. Interesting. Or he got turned and then the compulsion came undone and he got really mad because Catherine had been compelling him and then he realized that and Catherine made him hate his brother and then he got mad and went in a little rage and got some blood because we saw this episode. He's capable of quite a bit of rage. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm just curious. I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he's holier than thou. I just think he's got some like internal hatred of vampires 
that is making things hard for him. I mean, we'll see. Maybe his relationship with blood will turn into more of this like alcoholism thing. I just don't necessarily see it that way currently. It was a very clear parallel to alcoholism in the shots. Sure. But I think like he needed some strength and he like, I could see a different version of this relationship with blood, but that will come in following episodes, I'm sure. I just think you want to see Stefan fail so bad. You just want to hate Stefan so bad. I don't want to, but like Damon keeps being better than him. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you just, you've set in your mind that you like Damon and you don't like Stefan. So you justify anything Damon does and you're against anything Stefan does. Damon killed Lexi. Why is that okay? Because he was protecting himself and Stefan. Damon turned Elena's mom into a vampire. Why is that okay? She asked him to. See, but this is the thing. You're justifying everything that Damon does. Okay, well, ask me something that Stefan did that I and I'll justify it. What do you mean? I, I can show you I'll justify Stefan's decisions if they were good decisions. Okay, why did Stefan kill Vicky? Because she was going to kill Elena. Yeah. I just think you are so anti-Stefan. You can't see him clearly. I'm not that anti-Stefan. I think he has a lot of inner conflicts. So does Damon. Damon does, but Damon's aware of that and is like, yeah, I did that because I was being selfish and stupid. And Stefan will be like, well, I was trying to help. And it's like, okay, like, but you did do something that like is technically wrong. What did Stefan do that was wrong? I think because Damon just knows who he is that I don't get mad when he does stuff because I'm like, well, that's who he is. He's upfront about it. I think because Stefan wants to be this model vampire, but like he's got a pretty high body count as well. And they've all been justified, but like, that doesn't mean you didn't kill them. At least Damon's like, it doesn't matter if I kill people, who cares? Sure. I just think you- I don't hate him. I just like, I understand Damon more, I feel. You're operating on the impressions you have of Stefan and Damon, and it's very hard to change your mind once you've made those impressions. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio, I hold grudges. Yeah. As does Stefan. As does Stefan. It could be me projecting that Stefan's acting like me in some cases. I'm not above that. Sure. We'll see how your opinions on Stefan change over the rest of the season and the rest of the show. Yeah. Let's just say that. And I'm not even like, I like Damon more than Stefan too, but I just feel the need to defend Stefan a little bit here. I don't hate him. Like, I don't want that to come across, but like, I just think he has some shit to work out. Who doesn't? Uh, Who doesn't? No one. But I just like, it's just a crime when Stefan does it. I think because he acts like, he has he's like well damon has to get over Catherine like i did okay it's like well you didn't but i just think like he's got to spend some time with the man in the mirror sure i think he's becoming a better person the more he's with elena because he's also like and the more time he spends with damon of like trying to understand vampirism and understand his brother and like force himself out of his comfort zone a little because i'm convinced that stefan and caroline are going to end up together i think that's going to really bring him out of his shell in a good way Here's a question. So I'm not telling you or not telling you that Stefan and Caroline end up together because Mm -hmm. that's a theory. You want to have it. You can have it. Yeah. When do you think that'll happen? I'm going to say season four. Season four? Okay. I think it's going to be a while. Interesting. Because he clearly doesn't really have any connection with Caroline at the moment. And I think he's going to spend a lot of time being mad about Damon and Elena being together. Although I think Damon and Elena won't really be together till then anyway. Season four seems to be a magic number of getting together in my mind. Yeah. We'll see if that actually happens i don't hate stefan i don't want to make you think i hate stefan i just like him less sure i just think i just think you can't look at stefan impartially right now 
That's probably true. I just think we've seen enough clues that obviously he's not eating squirrel blood because he thinks he's better than everyone. I think that's an oversimplification. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something I said in like episode one. So but then you've stuck to your guns for quite a while on it. I- I've like given some more depth to it. At the beginning of this conversation, I said, do you still think he's being holier than thou? And you said, yes. But it's deeper than that. That's what I was talking about. It's like, yes, but no. You hate Stefan. That's all there is to it. I don't hate Stefan. You can be like a little uppity and still likable. You prove that every day. Yeah, I do it. My dog Yaya does it. Exactly. (laughs) But that's the end of this week's episode. We're barreling towards the end of season one at an alarming rate. It's very exciting to see how everything's going to shake out from here. Yeah. And remember to follow along with us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast to kind of just join the community, stay with the fun parts of memes and some highlights and everything, all the stuff that we love from our episodes every week. Of course. And remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends, and enjoy the rest of these episodes of season one. But for now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.